1999 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with Music and the Truth Until Dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the walls. The chair is against the walls. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> And welcome everybody to the Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every day at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's for Pacific for about an hour or 90, well, I should, I should say 90 minutes or two hours each day. We do three gun-related topics, different topics throughout the week. We run it live on the YouTube, uh, simulcast it over at gunchannels.com, where we're watching the live comments coming in from everybody who watches the show live. Uh, we appreciate everybody who does watch it live. We ask everybody... Um, who enjoys the show to think about someone else out there who might also enjoy it uh, live or after the fact and uh, encourage you to write an email or make a phone call and let them know about the show. It might be a good way to uh, a reason to connect with somebody who you haven't talked to in a while. We would like to see the show grow and it's a way that uh, you know we can ask our listeners who are probably going to know best uh, you know who else out there might be uh, interested in what we're doing here. Uh, but we uh, take the audio from the show and post it as a, a podcast on iTunes. And uh, we encourage everybody, again, who's listening to the show now or in the future, to leave us some feedback on whatever platform it is. That does help uh, the show get recommended to more listeners and lets us know where you're listening from. With all that, we have five hosts. Two of us are here today. we got Bob jumping in, normally from Canada, but from uh, Tucson. Hey, they here today. Yeah, it's awesome today, isn't it? Oh, I'm yeah. Also here in Tucson. Uh, don't know where Dano is. Don't know where Smeggy is. Probably in NRA show. And then Z jumps in in about an hour when he's done with one of his 9 to 5 jobs. So, um, yeah, Tucson's awesome today. It's just comfortable and nice breeze. I'm assuming it's the same over where you're at. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I can actually wear pants and a shirt today. So uh, let's see. Today is episode number 300. So we were planning on giving away a Chrysler 300 today, but unfortunately it fell through right at the last minute. So I guess we won't have a car giveaway, but um, we still can do the show. We'll be talking about alternative gun topics, uh, taking talking crap about uh, firearms, gun shaming, I don't think either one of us do that, so I don't think there's we won't have much to say on any of that. I, then we got I think that was shaming people about nine millimeters. Actually, yeah, I'm thinking it? that was a subtle hint for like Dano, but uh, yeah. he's not here. Then I don't know if we need to say much about that. But then we'll talk about FN, and then we'll wrap up the week, and then all the stuff we do normally, uh, the gun shop of the day and the gun of the day. But before we dig into all that, we usually take a break at the beginning here to see if anything happened overnight. And we should start inviting, again, we got a bunch of people jumping in right at the beginning of the show like this. So if anybody has something that we forget to talk about, uh, you know, something that might have happened overnight or something worth addressing, uh, let us know. But anyway, anything happened overnight? Well, I watched a little bit of the uh, feeds from the NRA. I guess that was more this morning. But um, yeah, NRA is going on, so that's a big thing. Um, Trump didn't speak already, did he? I think he did. I thought he oh, did. I thought it would be like at night on Saturday. Yeah. So it was more like get in, get out on Friday. 
Yeah, well, he's a pretty busy man running the running the a country like this. It's got to be a lot of work. Notice his hair's gone all white, eh? Happens to every president. Yeah, when you hear about the state of the world, I'm sure that's uh, quite a bit of weight, right? When they tell him about the aliens in Area 51, it turned my hair white, I'm sure. All right, so then uh, I guess we'll dig into the show. So talking about um, this idea of gun shaming instead of bracing, embracing yourself in the gun community and really realizing everyone doesn't have the same taste as you. Yeah, well, I, you know, that's that's true. And some people do actually shame people about it. Like, you know, maybe somebody that all they can afford is a, a high point, you know, and people are, oh, that's a piece of shit. Well, you know what? Any gun's better than no gun. Uh, as long as it goes bang when you pull the trigger, and apparently high points do. Um, so, yeah. I don't really feel that way. I mean, I'll tease people about stuff, but, you know, they know I'm teasing because, of course, I'm Canadian. I've got, I've got so many limited options on firearms. Um, so, eh, you know, as long as you keep it lively and light and it's just joking and the people know that, I don't have a problem with the little banter that goes back and forth about caliber and, and uh, you know, what gun you carry, Glock versus a good gun, like a high power, that kind of thing. But, you know... As far as that goes, that's fine. But it's when people just like look down on someone and sneer at them because of what they carry. That that I think is is counterproductive to what we want. I don't know what you think of that. I don't necessarily disagree. I would go at it from the angle that uh, you got to be able to justify your position on stuff. So if you're gonna choose something just because it's contrary, or you're gonna choose something just because you don't like some of the people who choose the alternative, then you, that, you don't get just act as though that's a decision, like a, for valid reasons. I mean, there's, I think it's worth challenging people in some of the short-sighted or just dumb uh, positions they'll take on stuff. I guess that's not every disagreement, doesn't always necessarily have a completely dumb side or like a, you know, the side that's clearly inferior but a heck of a lot of them seem to and people just don't care because obviously there's no consequence really we're talking about very few people ever need to use uh firearms for the things that people just you know complain about even if it's hunting and stuff and long-range shots you know if it's a discussion about what reticle is better there's just not that many people actually going out and hunting some people might go to the range you know what i mean there's and even if you go hunting you're not guaranteed to be taking that 600 yard shot yeah and, that, and to be brutally honest i mean um, most people can't shoot a gun to its to its ability anyway. I mean, there there are the exceptions, and there's some exceptional shots out there. But I mean, the vast majority of us we can complain that it's our gun that's off, but it's probably not going to be. It's more than likely just we haven't practiced enough. We, you know, for whatever reason, maybe you're getting older, the eyes aren't as good, stuff like that. So, you know, when I hear people complaining, oh, well, you know, that one doesn't do this many angles, and, you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of ridiculous in that, you know, there's, like I say, the majority of people can never shoot a gun to its true potential. 
I mean, well, I don't agree with you there. For me, I'm still able to shoot a gun very accurately, but the global warming has changed the atmosphere enough that it seems that my bullets go astray sometimes. Is so it's nothing to change with me, and my gun is still the best choice. It's just that the earth is globe, the globe has warmed around me. And I blame Al Gore for that. Oh, yeah. Or, or it could just be that, you know, um, because of, you know, liberal tears, it's putting more moisture in the air, and that's causing, you know, a little bit of uh, distortion. A lot of liberal tears lately. So, uh, I don't know, like, is anybody saying anything out in the audience about gun shaming or anything? A little bit. Uh, Squib said he shames people, but he'll, but I also say any gun is better than no gun. I guess that's technically true. But again, we're probably talking about caliber shaming or maybe what uh, model or even type of gun shaming. Yeah, but even that, I think most people. I think most people are going to agree with Swib and say, you know, if, if all you can carry is a 22 rimfire, well, it's better than carrying a sharp stick, you know? Yeah, I guess. But on the other hand, I still think some of the things that people get all defensive when they make a poor decision. And then I guess I can understand it. When, when I, didn't, I didn't have the same situation because I bought all my guns either when I was a little kid and I didn't have that, you know, who cares? When you're a little kid, nobody challenges their decisions, right? Maybe they do, but you don't take any care about it. And then later on when I was older, buying guns for whatever I perceived I needed them for, uh, the, all you really have is people at the gun shop saying, yeah, buy whatever you want. Yeah, it's great. People at gun shows, yeah. we would tell you you're an idiot or something. But um, when there's just magazines, like there was up until really the, the forum days, the you know mid-2000s, all you really had was feedback from articles. So articles, again, are there to sell you stuff. Very rarely is an article there to just give you the down low on what's going on and oh, uh, you know, tell you what works and what don't because they don't want to offend people and they want to keep potential advertisers and all those stupid things. So um, you really didn't get a lot of feedback until recently. So some of the decisions I made happened in a vacuum, let's say, where now Everybody says, hey, look what I just got. And then you're going to get feedback because that's the whole nature of what we're doing here. So people have uh, probably a different situation and also are going to have either thicker or thinner skins, I guess. Like I said, I never, maybe I don't have a thick skin. Maybe I just never had anybody questioning my decisions. So I got to make them all in secret. You know, all my uh, Tauruses and Rugers and stuff were all purchased before I was playing with stuff on the internet. So by the time I was paying attention to training and talking to instructors, about what worked and what didn't in their experiences and then talking to people who are military or whatever and law enforcement positions where they might see a lot of uh, different firearms and stuff, you know, getting some inf information from them. And uh, nowadays people just go online and they get all of that just dumped on them, right? So anyway, I think there's some decisions that can be made now that are, again, made in spite or like got to just trying to be different or whatever that are foolish. And I think single action, double action is one of them. I think that's a ridiculous mm -hmm. choice to make when you've got choices that are better. That's, I don't think, shaming. I, you know, and I don't know if we're reaching out to that. You know, you could basically debate if 45 is better than 40 or something, or if uh, 9 is the same as 380 or something. And it's like you say, anything's better than nothing. But is truly anything better when there's like a choice between a 
striker fire or single action, which work consistently all the time, and then giving yourself a disadvantage of single action, double action. Well, and, and but that that just becomes you know, the way you should look at it, especially online, because you get so much feedback. Is you take it as that person's opinion, and you know they may believe they're right, and they may be, or they may not be. Um, but you know, you it's just their opinion, and it, it may be a, an opinion that they can back up and everything else. But at the same time, you can just say, you know, but. I like this and I'm going to continue to use it and I'm not going to let it bother me. People, I think, have to grow that thick skin. And, you know. But here's the thing. Again, you can make a decision like, I want to use some archaic gun. I don't know, like a single action gun. That's on my carry gun. It's legal to do so. It's free country. You can do it. It's dumb. You know, there's so many other things that are better, right? For all different ways from lightness to appropriate caliber to capacity to like, justification for your choice in court you know court of your peers you know trying not to look senile when you're walking around with a you know single action revolver and you happen to need it and then go to a court and now the other attorney gets that angle to work on you like why'd you make this decision you have to justify it. i mean giving yourself all that grief okay so that's again if that person who gets a bunch of uh feedback on that that they don't like if they resort to like, oh, you're shaming, that's like an excuse. That's like a dodge. They can go, oh, you're just shaming, and then justify their position and keep it. And it just kind of, and I don't think that's this, I don't know, I'm trying to differentiate that kind of thing from shaming, because I think shaming is more like you were saying at the beginning, more frivolous, like, oh, you know, just one team or the other who really cares, y'all like football or something. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, although, like I say, it's, it's, uh, you have it's a free country and people have that choice and if they choose no like after you've explained why you're in your opinion it's not a good idea to carry it if they still choose to carry it you kind of just got to let it drop and say well it's it's their choice because like i say it's a free country and people can make bad choices as well as good ones it's up to them yeah and you could prosper with a bad choice it just can still be a dumb choice in the overall scheme of things I mean, but it may be that's what you're comfortable with, that's what you shoot better with, and as far as you're concerned, in in, in any of those situations, you're only going to need those five rounds. Some people seriously believe that, and, you know, that's their belief, and, you know, you can't force someone to to think your way, right? So... But that's the thing. Nobody's trying to either, so it's not like there's anything to gain except for maybe, you know, better... Or the satisfaction of knowing that you proved that you were right. I mean, some people will do that, too. I mean, that's their whole point. And, of course, you know, sometimes they're not always right, but they're going to keep beating on, you know, beating that idea at you until they prove it. Those are the ones that I find annoying, whereas you get other people that are more like, you know, they'll give you their points, they'll tell you why, and then if you don't, you know, agree or or do what they're suggesting, then it's just they were like, well, okay, that's your, your decision kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, I figure... And that's the way we have That's the way we kind of have to do it. it. Being a free country with free speech, we have the right to tell them that they're wrong, but at the same time, they have the same right to go, yeah, whatever, I don't care what your opinion is, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah, that's the point. They can do that. Well, I'm going to suggest that we've solved this one, and that everyone now knows that 40 is superior. 
and we can move on to gun biz and history fn so again we uh i'm waiting on the phone call we're going to have the two presidents mr f and mr n we're going to be on the phone here so uh before we get into that before they call in uh we'll like to uh feature one of the members over at gun channels uh, between the first and second segment of the show <coughs> gun channels is a place we built a couple a uh, while back now almost four years ago uh it's a community focused on firearms completely membership driven so uh that in mind, we like to feature one of the members every day. And did we have a, a theme going this week? Not really sure. Let's see who we featured this week. Scrolling down to the end here. And we had two hottie yesterday. Jay Blue. Wait, that was last week? No. That was last week. This week we had yesterday's pomade. We had pants. Pack Daddy and is there another one? Too Hottie. And then today it is I'll flip back over here. Native gun. And I think these were I think these were just people that were active in the chat when we were uh, putting them in here this week. Uh, this week. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, they're, they're ones that are quite often in the chat. So yeah. Yep. Native um, gun. Like native. Go ahead. I chat with him often. Yeah, I chat chat with him quite often. I I like him. He's a good guy. Yep. Again, we got up to the table. Um, I was in chat so much, which is awesome because it's not a play. You know, we didn't build gun channels just for these live chats. This happens to be a big fat factor of it. A lot of people enjoy it, but uh, it's always good to see people that are participating in the other aspects of it as well. Yeah, for sure. Who is the member of the day today? Native Gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Cool guy. So you sound clear over there. You're back at the hotel, or? Yeah, we're back at the apartment. Me, pink, and ballistics. Ballistics. Ballistic expansion. Yeah, ballistic jelly. Oh. Thought maybe he multiplied or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It it just felt like there was more of them. <laughs> so we're gonna be talking about FN. I don't have much to say. If Pink is there, he probably has something to tell us about FN. I've been a fan of the company, I guess, but they're out of my price range. So I've only ever experienced them when other people owned them. I do have a couple of friends that have owned a lot of them, especially the 5.7 stuff. So I got a chance to shoot little P90s quite a bit, actually. What do you guys think of FN? I quite like them. But again, it's one of those guns that's pretty much out of my price range for what you know I do with them. So. Bob just can't appreciate a fine firearm. Oh, I can appreciate them. That's why I have Browning High Power, but which is also made in Belgium. FN Belgium or France? FN is not France. So it's Belgium? I think so. Well, then I have to say, got to be a great gun because they make wonderful guns. I know Pink really likes FN. Is he there? Not the compact trigger uh, felt better than the uh, 509 trigger, though. Made in Belgium. So are you saying that Felicity doesn't know anything about triggers? Uh, he liked the uh, trigger on the uh, compact or the like, that new uh, launch. 
Oh yeah, that new one. Yeah, he's talking real quiet. But uh, yeah, that that new FN. I don't know, man. The trigger's got tons of like take up and stuff. I'd rather find out from somebody who doesn't who knows something about revolvers. Damn <laughs> it in my face. The new XDE or what? Uh, XDE, that's what it's called. That uh, hammer fired striker gun or whatever. Uh, my God, the trigger on it was atrocious. And well, I'm trying to think of another gun that that I held. I'd have to uh, have ballistic remind me. But my gosh, some of the triggers on some of Well, isn't that just common with a striker fired gun that you're always going to get a bad trigger? Yeah. You're going to get a consistent trigger, whether or not you like it or not, I guess, is another thing. But, Pink, we're talking about specifically FN for this segment. What is it about FN that you like so much? You have quite a few of them. What is it that attracts you to them? Um, probably the quality. I mean, stainless steel barrel. Um, you know, hundreds of thousands of rounds tested on the guns. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I just like them. I mean, when they're, when they're light, they're not a, a block on a stick like a Glock is. I, mean, I like the texturing on the FNs. They do a pretty good job with that. So, Pink, is I it? Like it's all product-driven, though? It's nothing about the company that you're a fan of or how it was used or some know, military unit? Yeah, it um, I mean, when I first started, you know, looking at guns, I, you know, I'd, I'd bought spring, uh, Springfield Armory, I'd, uh, I bought a Glock, uh, a couple other guns, and, you know, my FFL got in some uh, FMSs, and I started playing with them, and, I mean, I just fell in love with them. Do you have any other shotguns? You want to get one now? I've got, I think, two, three, four, five, seven pistols. I've got the PS90. I think it's the. I didn't even know they made shotguns. Yeah. FN's a pretty big company. Started in 1889, 127 years old. Uh, but yeah, they make everything uh, handguns, submachine guns, rifles, full auto machine guns like tripod mounted stuff, shotguns, aircraft mounted weapons. I mean, they have, they um, have to put out quality uh, products because you know, they supply the U.S. military with products. I had a friend that uh, when I used to go up to Big Sandy and knew some people that shot up there, one of the guys had two uh, uh, Modus uh, 50 BMGs that were um, just imported back before 86 that he just bought. So uh, I got to shoot at those a couple of times. I don't know. Did you get to shoot that thing, Bob? No. No, never did. But, uh, yeah, obviously really nice. Quality guns never have. I don't know of anybody that considers them poor quality, but uh, it's just their price that keeps them out of the range of most people. Yeah, they they supply a lot of militaries around the world, um, and that's you know, so they're 
well built that and i i think with their handguns and stuff like that they go that extra little measure which is one of the costs you know it's one of the reasons they cost more but definitely well-made guns so i usually think of them in the same place as hk like they got such large military police contracts that their their commercial stuff is subsequent to that so while it's available there's not a ton of it back when i was even still acquiring stuff and deciding what brand to go with kind of stuff you know decisions uh everything was proprietary back then although there wasn't much that was cons you know that was uh consistent amongst different brands all of their stuff was proprietary just like hk so uh i saw that as a never-ending road of having to buy their stuff or adapt it which is usually bulky and weird but that was my thing is that they uh they weren't exactly like uh I don't know, like a Henry or a maybe even a Smith and Wesson, where they're here, they, they're you know they're our culture, and they speak English. I always assumed they would be difficult to deal with, and then speak Austrian or something on the phone or Bulgarian. What is it? Belgian. Nope. Yeah, they they kind of speak. I think it's yeah, it's French or almost French or something. And then the other thing is they just don't have a heck of a lot of options. I mean, they do have a lot of guns, but it's like high end military style so it's and i guess maybe some target stuff or maybe i'm mixing them up with hk a little bit but i consider them at that level with hk and fn and uh, uh what was anyway we lost pink there uh, anything else you want to say about fn before we solve it yeah i'm pretty good on it um Maggie's back. That's what I was saying. Do they have anything else? I guess um, Pink has a PS90, which is the P90 with a long barrel sticking out of it. Oh, yeah. You put an SPR in it to make it short and bring it back to its original measurements. Yeah, I, I do want to end up with a short barrel for it. Uh, I was looking at suppressors today to stick on it when they uh, become legal again. Oh, that'd be nice. I can't follow you down the suppressor line because what I like about the P90 uh, is that it, with that with when it's an actual P90 without the long barrel on there, it's a, it's a it brings it to that unique weird bullpup thing that uh, right sticking the suppressor back on the front you might as well have left it a long barrel. So uh, I really think it's neat and although I can't afford them, I think they're uh, a neat option if the ammo is supply uh, available. Uh, you know that 50 round magazine is actually smaller than an AR mag. I think that's really got right. some, and it's not like a, you know, like a small company that makes it. I mean, FN makes it. I haven't heard too many people complain about them as far as reliability. Um, and there, there's a couple other uh, ammo brands that have started making it too. So that's why the prices of the uh, ammo is coming down. Oh, that's nice. It would help if there'd be more pistols made in the one. You know, if there was at least a couple of pistols made in it, help out or some some conversion. Right. But such a weird shape, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be really well. Too, I guess. Five seven's a crazy unique gun. Yeah. And uh, you know, they saved the galaxy on Stargate with them too. So that's true. Yeah, they kicked a lot of alien butt with those little guns. Knowing that they'll work in various dimensions or uh, galaxies is always good. Oh, yeah. 
right. I guess we'll end it on the uh, FS2000, which is goofy looking. So just in case everybody thinks we like FN that much, they do make weird looking stuff too. That is a weird looking gun. All right, well, I guess we'll keep moving. So that'll take us through the gun biz section. I'll put a little line through it there, put a little line through it so he knows what we've already done. That'll take us into the next segment of the show, which will be a uh, probably the gun shop of the day. Um, let's see, got a link right here. I don't know what I put out there, so let's see if I need to screen share it. Nope, got a dead website. So um, this today we uh, like to well, we like to feature a gun shop every day. Today it's going to be Border Tactical in El Centro, California. So this was in the deserts, right on the Mexican border, uh, the international border with Mexico in the south end of California. There's uh, an I-10, I guess, that goes from uh, Arizona across through Yuma and then over to San Diego. And it's just a long drive through the middle of the desert. It's sand and nothing, sand and sun type of desert. Looks like a beach or something. And uh, in the middle of all that, there's sprouts up some green and there's some fields and stuff there. So there must be a bunch of agriculture. And that little town is called El Centro, and that's where there's a couple of gun shops. The one I stopped at was called Border Tactical. I had posted some pictures of it, but we're having some website issues. So I don't have the pictures to show you, but I imagine you go back to a chat from maybe October last year, and you might see some of the pictures from it. Um, anyway, an interesting little shop. It's a uniform shop and uh, like a police supply uniform type of place. And then as you walk through that, fairly large uniform store in the back corner you have access to uh, I think it was maybe five or six shooting lanes and then uh, a small uh, retail uh, firearm or gun shop they only had uh, maybe a dozen ARs that were all California compliant at the time and then maybe a dozen or so handguns which seems pretty small but I'm not sure how big that town is and you know, what kind of call they have that might be stuff for their duty um, firearms for whatever border patrol or military or police or whatever's in the area, as opposed to there, maybe there was another shop in the town that is more for commercial stuff. But uh, it was interesting because it was my first experience seeing a California store and just hearing the questions that people were talking about. That was in October last year, so it was before uh, Gunmageddon actually happened, or maybe it was right after, but the questions were all about the Gunmageddon consequences. I think it might have been right after it all ended. But, because um, I think they were talking about the consequences more than the possibilities. And uh, otherwise, they seem pretty friendly. I have no idea, though I didn't buy anything there. Um, but if you've got a shop that uh, you want us to feature, we do like to feature a different gun shop every single day. And uh, you can email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com and uh, take pictures and send them uh, or post them on like, something like Facebook or Instagram, make a quick video about them, link us to whatever it is you posted and we'll help get the word out about the shop and your uh, channel or whatever that you might have posted that stuff on. Did we miss uh, the patch panel stories? No, I just skipped over it because uh, I wanted to hit the gun shop thing. Okay. So I guess now I will tip over to that. So I'm going to screen capture here, and we'll see if uh, anybody out there wants to pick one of the patches off the panel here, and then we will tell you a story about it, why it's on the patch panel. So we do this uh, every every once a week or so. Um, don't see anybody saying anything. It says El Centro, home of the Blue Angels. I didn't know that. The Blue Angels, uh, 
Oh, that's the Air Force, right? Or, or no, the Air Force is the Thunderbirds, the Blue Angels are the Navy. I don't yes. Know. And so why would the Navy be in the middle of the desert in California? I thought they'd just no, be on the or somewhere. They're, they're hiding from all the other boats. I guess so. Yeah, you should have seen how hard it was for them to get an aircraft carrier there. They probably have one of the flying ones, like on that movie. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So nobody's saying anything on the YouTube side about the patch panel. Nobody's saying anything on the um, on channel side either. So we'll put it back up there, and I guess we'll go on to the next thing, which will be the, I don't know, what do we want to do next? Oh, we... oh wait, we're, we're not going to Z with the way we're going today. So I guess we'll go to the movie, the Iger section. Where we could go to the gun of the day because I thought that'd be something you'd want to talk about. Okay. What's the gun of the day? It is the APS underwater assault rifle. So the underwater AK 47? Yeah, AK 74 more. Okay. Yeah, but I thought seeing you, you had bought rounds for that thing, you would uh, know something about it. it. It's an odd looking gun, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it definitely has a weird-looking mag because those bullets or the projectiles are like little spears. But uh, I've only ever seen it in pictures. I mean, I've seen a couple of actual photographs of it and then uh, more drawings than anything else, like just mechanical drawings of it. Mm-hmm. Don't think I've ever had an opportunity to see one in real life, though. Yeah. Well, because it, it was a prototype thing, I mean, I wonder how many were ever actually made. Like a handful or like two? Oh, no, more than two for sure. I've seen too many videos of different types. I, I doubt it's the same gun in every video, you know. Yeah, I, I think they did. They probably made enough that they were special forces and stuff, like their version of uh, SEALs could use them. Um, I, I think they're kind of neat. They don't have a rifled barrel, so apparently when they're not in the water, they still work, but they're just not that accurate. But <laughs> would be kind of shitty to be a diver and run into the Russian divers who were coming back against you and they've got those and you've got a spear gun. <laughs> I wouldn't be too worried because I'm sure all the porpoises and whales and octopuses and sharks and stuff are on our side because we're the good guys. So I like to think that when our seals and stuff are down there fighting with underwater spetsnats that all the land, all the sea creatures team up on our side. Pretty uh, sure. Plus the Navy was training dolphins to use uh, spikes on their heads that would inject CO2 into the enemy divers, so. They probably do have some dolphins on their side, for sure. I never heard of that one. You never heard of that? Oh, yeah. You think they could just put a needle on their blowhole and they could go up, stab them, and blow? No, they, they, it was a special thing, because they, they just taught the dolphins that when they saw an enemy diver, they'd come up and poke them with their head. And then they just put these kind of things. It was it was almost as cool as lasers on sharks, but apparently it caused the dolphins all kind of trauma because they didn't like doing that. Dolphins are sensitive. I, I don't like the idea of putting our porpoises up within contact because then the commie might stab them. I don't like the idea of that. All right. Well, we only got one comment coming in from Clay for the free ninety nine one. So Marco ain't there. He's out doing some partying or something. Yeah, he's at the uh, basketball game. Basketball game. 
Yeah, I guess there's like basketball in this city or whatever. So, uh, anyway, we're talking about the free 99 patch. So if we look at the patch panel, there is this one that says free 99 on it. That's one. That's Marco's idea. That's why I was asking about Marco. So he asked me to make that one up for him. I think I sent him one, and I made this one. It takes way too long. I have to sew the whole yellow part out first, and then the red and the black. So I only made two of them. So that's one of them, and the other one Marco has. I think I sent him one. Anyway, uh, that was Marco's. We were thinking about making a run of them, but uh, have absolutely no feedback on it at all. I might have done like a video on the gear site about it once, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's some saying, you know, like people in the hood say it's free 99. That's what the kids are uh -huh. saying. It's all the rage with the kids these days. At least the uh, the criminal type. <laughs> oh, so you're calling yourself a criminal now? I'm just saying, you ask someone how much you pay for that free 99. I mean, you just stole it. All right. So. Yeah, that's it. So basically, we took a Best Buy tag and changed using the power of computers to say free ninety nine. Sewed a couple out. This is one of our uh, one of the, when I first started sewing them myself. I think this is one of my uh, projects to uh, you know, learn the software and apply the software to the machine type of thing and sew it out. So that's the story. So we try to do that. If you have an idea about one of these that you have a question about or wonder what it's all about then uh, feel free to uh, you email us. We can store them up. But once a week, we try to go in there and touch on the patch panel, give you a little bit more insight to it. We, we use the patch panel every day for the uh, um, tactical pop quiz. And uh, we mentioned it occasionally, but uh, I figured people might be interested in more uh, insight to where, the, where those patches come from. So oh, that's a good one. Here today. What? What? Who? Uh -oh. are, are you asking, did I see any windbreakers at the NRA show today? They do have windbreakers for sale, right? Um, I didn't find that section. I'll have to look again tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to do a tactical pop quiz, even though Dana left us high and dry. Didn't leave anything in the, in the thing for us to make one up ourselves. So, here's be the question for either the gun channel side, which we're looking at here on my screen, I'm screen sharing now, uh, or the YouTube side over here. We've got 33 people watching, so you got a 1 in 33 chance. you got a better chance if you're on the gun channel side, because they hear stuff for sooner, so there's less lag. Which but is the question is, want to join the gun channels and the Daily Gun Show. You definitely want to join the gun channels and then head over to the Daily Gun Show's page over here. And then the question will be, on Wednesday, for the tactical quiz, the actual tactical quiz, we had a two-parter. The second part was a bunch of uh, 40 caliber uh, rounds in a blender. And we used that as the playoffs to see who was going to win the tactical quiz. So the question today is, what, let's see, is how many rounds did we have in the blender Minus six. Go. <laughs> Come on, people. This better not take very long. Forty-two. Math. Boom. Looks like Arctic won it today. 
obvious, the answer is always 42. And there were 48 cartridges in the blender the other day. So that makes 48 minus 6. Two. 42. Oh, congratulations. So we're going to send you over to this page, Tactical Pop Quiz, uh, dailygunshow.com slash Tactical Pop Quiz. And as soon as I find the right thing, we will paste that in there. You can head over there, check out the patches that we were just talking about on the patch panel. Some of them we make here, like the free 99. Some of them we have made from our designs. Some of them are uh, donated to the panel. Some we bought. I bought this full auto zone one and uh, a couple other these other ones. Some of them like Yankee and Hosh uh, uh, or Hosh USMC, Everyday Civilian. These are people that gave it to us so they can participate in the panel. Dead Air Silencers gave us a bunch. Atlantic gave us some. So uh, pick one. Uh, let us know where to send it. We have a form down here. You can put a second choice in there. This patch or this picture is a little old. I know that the Green Beret one is gone, and I think a couple of others are missing from here. I just haven't uh, sent stuff out and haven't taken a new picture. So definitely put a second choice up there right now. But otherwise, uh, we appreciate the people that do listen to us live, and we like to throw stuff out there occasionally, well, randomly, but consistently. And uh, thanks for watching and listening. And uh, since Z's not here, that makes you Arctic. Today's tactical hot shot of the day. No, because I said today first. I keep messing that up now. I'm not going to say today's tactical hot shot of the day. That just seems weird. That seems yeah. appropriate. Too many today's. Leaves us hanging. Yeah. So, uh, so All right, today... I'll try and flex it next time, and I'll do it better. Today's pop quiz is brought to you by math. Math. <laughs> yes. <laughs> math. All right. So that was the tactical pop quiz that Dana left us to do ourselves. If we managed, we managed to do it all right. Then it takes us to the uh, weekly wrap up, I guess. Trying to melt it. the movie of the day. Oh, we can do weekly wrap up, yeah. I'm trying to not do the movie. Oh wait. We having a hurricane right now? What's going on? Uh, the wind's blowing pretty good. The trailer's guess, rocking. If Bob falls over, then I'll go close my door because he's about 13 miles away from me and the wind's blowing that direction. So if he, if his trailer goes rolling, that'll give me a warning that I'll go close my door. If mine goes rolling, that's a big wind. Yeah, it just about knocks shit over here. So there's definitely winds are coming. All right. So uh, this week... And the weekly wrap up. So we I usually go back to this place where we keep all the past shows and we talk about what we've been talking about this week. We'll go backwards in time. So first segment of the show today we talked about um, uh, shaming, gun shaming. Since it was just Bob and I, we knew that that was really for Smeggy and Dano and Z's. Uh, it was really to teach to talk to them. So we didn't have much to talk about. We whipped through that pretty quick, and then we talked about the history of the FN. Yesterday, we uh, talked about gun stuff, our customer service experiences with various manufacturers. And I guess D.B. Cooper isn't over there in your hotel room right now. No, he's actually at the game with uh, Marco. Ridiculous. So uh, at some point, we'll try to have D.B. on if we can peel him away from his precious basketball game to uh, talk about his I experience. think he's hanging out later tonight. But well, anyways. we're not going to tonight. 
So then we got the yesterday we talked about training and talked about targets. Uh, if you had to bring 50 rounds to the range, how to do so uh, effectively or efficiently. Um, did we talk about the little Irish gun shop? I think we did not. Uh, then we did gun channel story time. We talked about zombie master Ed and his crazy Mosin stories. Uh, then on Wednesday we had a tactical quiz. We talked about that. We did a uh, two-parter. I think the tactical quiz was, quiz was pretty good. I'm really planning on putting a little more effort in a tactical quiz in hopes that that will drive more people to throw some scratch into the uh, hat that we put out there for doing the show and uh, take it up another level and put a little bit more effort into the tactical quiz next week. I think we did pretty good this week as well. Got double use out of it. So we, we ringed that jar of or that blender of 40 rounds pretty good. Mm -hmm. 9 millimeter. we only got one tactical quiz out of it, and it would have been exhausted. There would have been no more juice left in there. I could probably get one more tactical quiz. Well, out. unless we caliber. See, we could do it again with a different caliber. Huh? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I still have the blender. I didn't throw it away just after, you know, after the quiz or anything. Well, we talked about top 10 vehicles, and I don't even know if we came up with 10, because that was a silly idea. We just did it to piss off Smeggy. Uh... Then we yeah. talked about uh, various CCW types of insurances. On Tuesday, we talked about Second Amendment and immigrants. And then we talked about uh, gun posters and patch panels in your cubicles where you work. You guys did the tactical, what do we call it? The tactical daily gun show hashtag showdown? Or is it the tactical hashtag daily gun show showdown? The hashtag Daily Gun Show Showdown. I don't think it's tactical necessarily. I guess it doesn't need tactical. So we had 188 posts this week. Hopefully we'll have that into the thousands next week. Tell Marco to let people know about our hashtag showdown. And then, uh, let's see, we had uh, Monday. We talked about the best breakdown survival guns. Talked a bit about getting kids onto the social media. And we did the opposite of what we're doing now, which is taking us back to what we're doing right now, which is, uh, I guess, going to spin around and look at next week. We will be starting episode 301 on Monday, so we, this is our 300th episode. Uh, we'll be yep. uh, talking about organizing a bunch of people and in our social media segment or our Gun Channels University portion of the show on Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about binary triggers, specifically, are they going to last, is what the question says here, in our gun tech segment. Tuesdays, we're going to have to reorganize this a little bit. But at this point, we'll be talking about uh, will the election of Trump reduce activism? Wait. Will the election of Trump reduce activism due to complacency? That's what it says. Uh, so that's an interesting one. And it'll be interesting to hear what happens after the NRA. Are people going to be jazzed up to purchase or jazzed up to, act to, to become active? I really want to hear what he says about uh, the NFA and what he says about the Hughes Amendment, what he says about the Hearings uh, Protection Act, what he, what he says about the uh, bill that's going through to change sporting use to lawful use, and, um, and then all those little tight, messy ones that we don't like to think about that had to do more with, uh, you know, if you're on Social Security, if there's a right for the state to decide whether or not you can purchase firearms and what he thinks about universal background checks. I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to get into that kind of meat at the thing, or if he's just going to make a rah-rah festival. Now, uh, since we have two, three people that were at the event, did Trump already happen, or is that like tonight or tomorrow or something? 
Yeah, Trump spoke this afternoon. Um, I did not go to see him talk, so I'm not sure what he said. No, when you were backstage with him, did you pass him off a uh, mic and muzzle patch? Uh, yes, I sure did. When he asked me my opinion of everything, um, I'm going to try and get him on the show next week. So, you know, surprise guest. Right on. So as a group, um, we'll have him on or maybe we won't. Yeah, it's, you know, 98% he said yes, but like he said 2% he might not be able to. So, you know, right running the country sometimes. Well, what but, about uh, Ivanka? Can you get her on the show? Uh, I don't think so. But uh, Ballistics here uh, took a picture with his son. He was walking around talking with people. and It's Ballistics Mansion, right? Did he change something? Yeah. No, I just call him Ballistics. Okay. That's my nickname for him. Changing someone's name, Smeggy. Yeah, why not? All right. So, um, I don't know. Did, I'm assuming, did they blast his speech out into the loudspeaker so everybody could hear it? Or did you have to pay bucks to go in there? Or did you guys, what's, what's up with that? Well, we, uh, let me get the price breakdown. I don't know if it started out at 15 or 20, but it was like 15, 25, 35 for like auditorium style seating. $15? You didn't go in there? Well, I'm, no, I was carrying two guns. Hell. Oh. They wouldn't let me in there. <laughs> yeah, so I figure uh, that someone would have recorded it. We can watch it later. It's got to mm -hmm. be on the YouTube somewhere. But Well, I've been to events before where they'll, when there's a big-time thing like that, they'll just broadcast it out to the room. So it sounds like they didn't do that. They did not do that as far as I know. I didn't hear anything. I'm guessing with paying for, you know, seats and stuff like that, they weren't going to broadcast it out to the people that, that pay anything. I'm sure they did. All right, well, then, um, let's see. We were talking about, uh, will activism die due to uh, complacency? So I guess we'll be talking about that on Tuesday. We have a good idea, a bad idea segment of the show where we all face off for a uh, no-holds-barred uh, discussion, argument, debate on a, a topic. And next week it'll be clearing versus holding up in one room. So clearing your house versus holding up in one room. I'm sure that'll go to blows. We'll get really mad about that one. Yeah. So then we'll have the uh, hashtag Daily Gun Show showdown on Tuesdays as well, so get ready for the rest of that action or the continuing saga of our showdown. And like I say, we're hoping to have a thousand hashtags by next week, so do your part. Throw a couple of, what, a couple of dozen each, and we'll have a thousand. That's just a few a day, so it's not that big a deal. Um, then we got Wednesday, CCW topic, alternative self-defense tools. That might be interesting. Yeah. Especially people the NRA conference, they should be throwing out hashtags all the time, right? And lots of pictures, right? Yeah. You think? Yeah. I blame the people at the NRA for not hashtagging. No. Um, entertainment segment of the show next Wednesday will be most common guns used in movies. Okay. 
And then we have the tackle quiz on Wednesday. We'll also be talking about Tennessee. Wait, are we talking about Tennessee or Wyoming? I think we're talking about Wyoming. Or is it Oregon? We've got all kinds of states right here. Uh-oh. messed up. I'm moving these down. Well, so now we're talking about Oregon. Oregon next week. You know, Secretary is not as attractive like he is. You'd think they'd do a little better job. Yeah, the thing is, you'd think that with that same situation, he wouldn't be harassed as much, but with the amount of complaints I get about his... I would just work like I get paid, minimally. That's pretty much what Dan was doing. So, next, we have Thursday of next week. We'll be talking about range toys. I'm not sure what that means. And then uh, we'll be talking about Mike Pannone in the training segment of the show. Nice. And Thursdays we talk about events, so anybody who's a member of Gun Channels can head over to Gun Channels, uh, click on the resources tab at the top, and the firearms calendar is one of the options there in the various resources on the website. And anybody can post events, something you're interested in attending, something you do attend, something you're familiar with, maybe you have pictures of it, uh, maybe something you wish you could attend, but it's on the other side of the country, post it. Then so people find out about it and attend, take pictures, uh, that's pretty cool. So we know that Pink right now is probably taking a bunch of pictures. He might post some of those on the internet. I don't know if Maggie's taking pictures or not. Yeah, I'm taking a handful. I kind of want to just see everything. I figure tomorrow I'm going to take more pictures. But yeah, Pink's been, he's been taking the picture and posting them right away. Ballistic? And Ballistic is taking pictures, but he has a like analog camera, so he'll have to post them later. It's vintage. You wouldn't. You wouldn't understand. Pictures. Is he mostly taking pictures of the women? I don't have any idea what he's taking pictures of. Probably all them uh, race guns and stuff. You know, all that dorky, nerdy things that he likes. Yeah, that's true. So that'll be Thursday. We'll also have Gun Channel Story Time next week. Store number. So a very special Gun Channel Story Time focused on Dano. Maybe he'll bring some insight to that one. Hmm. It's you know, also and, very sad. It's one of the most tragic of all Gun Channel story times. Oh, really? Okay, that one, huh? A man lost his job. He probably had a family to support, so that means children went hungry, probably on the streets. We don't know, but I can assume. Well, sometimes kids eat a lot. You kind of got to push them out the door. They were young kids. Young. This kid was like... Really yeah, you fun. can't kick him out when he's like six. Oh, you can. It's just they probably won't survive. Your parents did kick you out on the street. Take solace in knowing that on Friday there will be a, a daily gun show and we're going to talk about loaning to the museum from private collections in the alternative gun topics. So that'll be interesting. Loaning, mm. I'm assuming, to a museum from a private collection or vice versa, the amount of guns we get to experience that are on loan. Uh, then we'll talk about the gun biz for all the homeless kids that day uh, working with a small gun shop so I think that one came up from Yankees letting people know about how he's working out with that gun shop up there. And uh, we can talk about all kinds of stuff like that. That'll be next week. So uh, look forward to that. At this point, we're pretty much done with this show, except we've been saving uh, the movie of the day because Z was showing up. What was the patch panel story for today? We talked about Free 99, patch that looks like uh, Best Buy... Price tag. Uh, price tag, yeah. It says free 99 on it. What's the story behind it? 
Marco. Marco wanted it. I made it. Okay. Takes too long to make. Nobody asked for it ever, so there's two of them. That <laughs> now one, see, one Marco there it had. is. That's the kernel of the story right there. That's that's what I was digging for. I didn't know that that was the answer, but see, that's the that's the behind the yeah, scenes yeah. story right there. That's oh, big. If I was on Shark Tank, three ninety nine would get me kicked out of there. We get kicked out of the Shark Tank. It's one. It's one of only two batches made, though. So I mean, the rarity of it is exceptional. Kicked out of there. Kicked out of the Shark Tank. Hmm, they're not saying anything over there. It's been. 18 minutes? No. I see. Way to go, Arctic, is the last thing I see. That and damn math. Yeah, 45 minutes ago. So that was, I mean, uh, 17 minutes ago or something? Crazy. We're not even having, we don't even have an audience on the YouTube side right now. Um, I think that's it. I do oh, think... That, do the movie. The movie. Iger yeah. The Iger Sanction. This has, does this have anything to do with guns? There might have been like a revolver in it. Dude, but, come on. Come on. Really? Come on. Really? Just, Eastwood. Yeah. Clint Eastwood. Right. Yeah, but I don't remember. It means like like a bunch of. All right, man. Just before you get me thoroughly pissed off for the weekend, I'm gonna post a couple links here. All right, there you go. There's the IMFDB for the Iger Sanction, which is a 1975 thriller directed by Clint, who stars as uh, Dr. John Hemlock, a former assassin who is persuaded to accept a final sanction. While leading a group of climbers up to the Eiger Mountain in the Swiss Alps, so there's your Swiss guns, uh, adapted from a novel by the same name by uh, whatever Trevanian is. Uh, it's noted for its spe uh, spectacular climbing sequences as well as being one of the earliest directorial efforts by Clint. And yes, there's a Model 40, there's a Model 10, there's a Lottie L35. There's an Ithaca 37. Dude, there's four guns in this movie. The movie. The movie. Yeah. The movie. Yes. One, two, three, four. That's it. Yeah. Well, all right. The, technically, it's a gun movie, but four guns? He is an assassin. What I, is. What, you it, see, I don't know why you hate Don Clint so much, dude. And I think oh, this is the second time that he worked with uh, George Kennedy. The first time, I think, was uh, Thunderball and Lightfoot. And I, I, I love that Bronco like this. It looks like him climbing up a mountain. They're talking the most of the because time. Because they climb a mountain. and it, See, that's, it's like the mechanic thing in that it has to look like an accident. That's how a good assassin works, right? So then it's a mountain movie. It's not a gun movie. See? He didn't, now I'm going to use it. Whatever. Using the it's a movie about an assassin, so it's an assassin movie. That doesn't make it a gun movie. Assassin. I'm starting to go with the other guys here. Like, I give a fuck. Well, I'm giving it a thumb up for sure. Okay. Good movie, and it's it's it's. I don't think of it as a gun movie, so that's why it's not getting two. But it does get one, and it is worth watching. It's like a is it a thriller or like a. a it's a good movie. It's got some twists or whatever, and it's good. Yes. And it's 70s. Yeah, I'll give it a thumb. I'll give it two thumbs up just because it's got Clint Eastwood in it. So I could work with that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Has Ballistics or Pink seen it? They're allowed to go today. Uh, 
Um, Ballistics said, I'm doing homework, so I'm I doubt he is. I have a team. Oh, wait. His parents would let him go to the NRA if, if he took his homework with him. Is, is homework what he says when he's drinking beers? No, he's legitimately like doing homework. That's what he's, that's what he's banging he's hookers in the bathroom. Already. He said, Dad, I don't understand this question. Will you help me? He had it wrong, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's funny. So nobody will there any thumbs for Iger. That's a, it might be too cerebral for him. That's okay. I just haven't seen it, dude. You guys know me. I don't watch stuff. You're Maybe too busy. Five. What's the name of the movie? So the, DM2 is saying that he used the guns a lot, so four is okay. I remember him using his ski poles a lot or like climbing ropes a lot. But anyway, so um we're getting. I just want to say, Mary Eagles. The guys at the NRA thing, Christine Weiss is supposed to be there. So if you can get a picture of her, if you call her that, she won't talk to you because that's not her name, by the way. What? But that's beside Christine. the point. No, her name's not Christine. Kirsten Joy Weiss. Joy Weiss. Okay. Just get a picture of her. Nice. He's nice. Oh, but, but he didn't did take a picture? picture. She was not doing that. Oh, for about crying you. out loud. He's scared to talk to girls, so. So, Moon is saying Tori Nanaka is there. I heard that she ain't with Glock anymore. She is not. You are correct. She is no longer a Glock member. Does that make her better or worse for everybody? Uh, did my opinion of her is unchanged. Better, better, better. Shoots a real gun now. Probably made out of steel. Oh, she's just gonna flip over to a metal gun because of Bob. I don't. I, I don't even know how to respond to that. I swore once already in the show, and I've only been on for five minutes, so I just need to keep quiet. Well, we added word was there thanks to Diecaster on the uh, YouTube side because we need some movies for the uh, upcoming thing. Is this weekend the second weekend of the month? No, it's nowhere near the second. It's the last weekend of the month. I don't know what day it is. So um, I guess that'll mean we're about done. Uh, thanks for the movie suggestion. I was just—I guess I was wondering if when we're going to be getting suggestions from our Patreon people again. So anybody that wants can send us some suggestions for show topics for a movie of the day. Ideally, we can talk about a new gun shop every day with everyone's help. Uh, we get usually dozens of people listening to the show live and then hundreds of people listening to the show after the fact so uh, we only have 200 or something shows a week a month all right what am i saying 200 shows a year or am i doing the math wrong a little bit over 200 so uh anyhow, like 250 should... something 260 260 i think okay so if everybody would send in pictures of their the coolest gun shop they know we'd have a pretty fun uh selection of gun shops to to go through every single day no, I'm not saying they should do this, but even if they send in ones they don't like, I'm not saying we could badmouth them for you, but I'm not saying we couldn't be convinced not to. Just saying. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, with that, this has been episode 300. Hopefully everybody's been enjoying the ride. Uh, we were uh, always tweaking it and fine-tuning it. 
uh, decided to get rid of Dano. We'll see how that goes. Give us some feedback on Did it. Did you give him the This is Sparta? Is that what happened to Dano? He was standing next to the hole. This no. is Daily Gun Show! What, what, what were you saying about a hole? Those are dangerous. you got to be careful if you're standing next to it. Well, this yeah. is episode 300, man. Surely you've seen that movie. I gotcha. I, I see what's going on now. Okay. <laughs> Good man. Yeah, it was almost like old times this morning uh, at the start of the show. It was me and G. So, I guess we're going to wrap her up. Before we do, I want to really thank our, our Patreon supporters. Uh, they help make the show possible. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, just... Uh, Come to the Daily Gun Show show um, channel, and while you're there, subscribe and uh, like this show. Share it with your friends. Try to get the word out that we're doing this, and we've been doing it for 300 episodes. It's over a year, and we really would like to see some more, more support coming. Uh, it really helps us to keep doing this. And on that, we'll end with a quote by Clint Eastwood. Um makes its own tune which is true so thanks everybody for watching and listening and we'll see you on Monday did anybody hear the quote or did it glitch mm, I heard it yeah I heard it Okay. the guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year practice at least once a month and carry every day thanks for watching gunwebsites.com this is Sparta!